All right, good morning, good afternoon, and good night to our listeners on Spotify, and a special hello to our viewers on YouTube today. And thank you for joining us for another episode of the Bad Fan Podcast. I'm Cole Carter, and today I'm joined by your friend and mine, Brandon Patesnick. Hello, hello, how you doing? Hey, doing really well. And this is uh, number six of our episodes of the Bad Fan Podcast and our weekly line of those. And today we'll be discussing the past weekend of sports, including the third match week in MLS, the huge Ronaldo hat trick that maybe spurred, you get it, uh, Tom Brady out of retirement, and big results out of the Premier League this weekend. But before we get into that, Brandon, how are you doing? Catch us up on your life. Yeah, the weekend was good. Another crazy sports weekend. Um, A lot of MLB trades. Uh, MLS was fun, which we'll get to. Um, the Premier League was pretty entertaining as well. So, um, and then a big headline I think we're going to cover here shortly. Um, but yeah, again, sports are good this week, thankfully. Um, so that's great. Yeah, lots going on, lots going on. So much to see, so much to to take in. Um, yeah. But I think arguably the biggest headline from the weekend is that Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, arguably, arguably the greatest football player of all time has come out of retirement not even two months in the man said you know i don't think this is for me and there's so many rumors you know why whatever i know for us we were watching the manchester united tottenham game where we'll talk more later about it but cristiano ronaldo also known as the goat of his sport the two united after the game talked and there's some rumors of you know maybe them having a conversation to finally put in the you know the nail on the head of saying, you know, I think it's time to come back, Tom. And he announced it over the weekend. And that definitely sent some shockwaves to the world, didn't it? Yeah, it did. There's a, there's a video that came out after of, of Ronaldo and Tom Brady talking and uh, he, Ronaldo asked him, so you're done. Right. And he gave up one of like the kiss, <laughs> kiss in my teeth faces. And what a day later he was like, I'm back. I've seen a lot of memes on Twitter saying spent two to three weeks with the kids or whatever, two to three months with the kids. And now he's like, no, nah, I want to play football again. Taking him to the carpool line, having to wait there. Yeah. yeah sure it but, wasn't the best thing ever. But did we ever expect him to not come back? I mean, I think the health is probably the biggest thing, maybe some family time, but when you're playing so well, like at such a high level, like he, he is and was, like, why, why would you stop? You know, why would you stop? So I'm not surprised to see him back. I don't know if you are. No, I think at his age where he was still, I think, leading the NFL in some categories, it's not shocking to see him want to come back and to get another shot, especially a team with the Buccaneers that it's set up for him to win. I know as Falcons fans in the NFC South, we kind of thought, wow, you know, this division might be bad again and we might <laughs> fail our way to a division title. Um, but that doesn't look like the case anymore. looks like we'll be back to how 2021 was. Um, but it's crazy. It is crazy. It's mm-hmm. uh, following the GOAT like Michael Jordan, you know, some other quarterbacks like Brett Favre, you know, saying they're done but coming back. And yeah. um, we'll see if it's worth it for him, if he stays healthy, if he does win, if it's the Super Bowl number eight. Um, we have no idea. But Tom Brady is back in the NFL and I know fans across the world are excited to see him back on mm-hmm. the grass in Tampa Bay. Um, some big baseball news from Monday. There's been tons of rumors, things going around as the MLB lockout has ended. Um, 
just a couple of days ago. But the big news from Monday out of Atlanta and Oakland that the Atlanta Braves had traded for 27-year-old first baseman Matt Olson, which the Braves gave up four prospects, including the highly rated outfielder Christian Pache and the uh, highly touted catcher Shea Langelier. And this trade, it pains me to say this, Brandon. It really pains me to say this, but the trade effectively ends the Freddie Freeman era in Atlanta. As we're still waiting for his official landing spot, you know, we're the shadows, he's in there somewhere lurking. Um, maybe he's in a bidding war with a couple different teams like the Yankees, Dodgers. We've heard some about the Tampa Bay Rays are potentially back in it. And also north of the border where he's from in Canada, the Toronto Blue Jays. So honestly, I'm very, very sad about it. And we'll probably talk more about this in our baseball baseball preview we'll do down the road. But I just hope it's anywhere but the Dodgers, man. Yeah, you know, what team is going to come in for him that has enough money? Where would he and his um, Instagram famous wife, you know, want to live? Probably where the stars live. So it makes sense to go out to L.A. I wouldn't mind him in a Dodgers uniform, but I just hate that the opposite of Moneyball, <laughs> like we talked about. Um, but it looks like it'll be the Dodgers if I had to bet. Uh, but Matt Olson, a great first baseman. And I know I'm trying to take a little bit of the emotions, the feelings out of it, but Matt Olson is a great first baseman. Did we give up too much though, is the question. Um, we gave up our one and two prospects and one of them is a catcher and, um, Catchers are hard to come by in the MLB all of a sudden, like re in recent years. So if we could have made him into something and kept him on, um, not having to pay like another catcher who's a veteran in the league, I don't know. I trust our front office because um, Alex Anthopoulos has made great moves. Um, but man, doesn't this one sting? Yeah, I mean, even in the interview, as the news broke today, well, on Monday, um, People were interviewing Alex Anthopoulos and just getting that instant reaction. And from him, he was just almost brought to tears. He said he couldn't dive too much in the details on Freddie's side, but he did talk about how he's excited about Olsen. Um, he's still an all-star caliber player. I think he still hit 41 home runs last season in Oakland and still can drive in those runs that will replace Freeman's ability to do so. Um, but you're, just, you're taking out a legend in Atlanta history. You're taking out the leader of the clubhouse. You're taking out... Brunel, all-star and MVP, and that's just someone you can't replace. So that's the hard part. Um, I know I expressed that viewpoint a couple times on social media and with some friends over text, but um, it's tough. It's tough. It's You wanted the team to be competitive, and you want the team to repeat, and you want the team to bring back your favorite you know, player of recent memory, and it looks like that's just not going to happen. But we'll see. We'll see if the team can repeat as World Series champions. Obviously, there's so many moving parts, but... At the end of the day, the deal's done, and it looks like it's time to move on in Atlanta. Um, but another news and headlines, the Cleveland Browns have released star wide receiver Jarvis Landry after earlier in the week trading for Dallas's Amari Cooper. Um, according to after Adam Shifter, the wide receiver um, being Landry is linked to a cash trap New Orleans. Um, somehow they find ways with their voodoo magic to make some cap space. Um, so he may end up in New Orleans, but also Kansas City are linked to the receiver who... Obviously, their team is doing pretty well. They've been playoff contenders and in the Super Bowl and winning Super Bowl. So if they can add him, a stud like him, if he can be healthy and um, compete in Kansas City lineup, that team will certainly be looking to be back in the Super Bowl contention once again. Um, 
But yeah, those are some of the biggest headlines, some of the things that we can talk about today. There's so much to cover in the world of baseball that we want to get to. But um, today we're focusing on some Champions League predictions, looking back, looking forward, um, some Premier League stuff that went down, MLS Week 3. Um, but let's jump in to the Champions League. Um, we saw last week some uh, finales of the leg twos, um, but this week we still have um, the matchups from like Man U and Atletico, um, Ajax and Benfica, Lille and Chelsea, Juventus and Villarreal. Um, but we still want to give some more predictions and um, give you guys an idea of what we're thinking and what to watch out for as these Champions League come up in the midweek. Uh, we'll start with Juventus and Villarreal. Brandon, what can you catch us up on what we need to be watching out for between this big matchup? Yeah, Juve is in good form right now. Um, they've won three and drawn two out of their last five, so pretty positive from them. And they currently sit fourth in Serie A. Um, Villarreal, who's led by Unai Emery, who's a very highly regarded coach, um, you know, had a great end of the year last year, beating Man U in the Europa League in penalties. Um, and they've won three out of their last five. So not bad for them either. I think they're in seventh. Um, in their respective league. I, I don't know. I don't know which way this is going to go. It's at Juventus, so I'm sure they're going to be fired up and ready to go, and Dusan Vlahovic is ready to score goals, man. He's a goal scorer. So I think it'll be really close because Villarreal are so well drilled. Mm-hmm. But I'll say, oh, man, I'll say 1-0 Juventus. I think it'll be a very close match. Um be a good one to watch. I think Villarreal has the biggest fight in them of the Champions mm-hmm. League teams that are left. I think that they've shown that they are a unit, that they play together, they work hard together, and they'll fight to the very end, which is, I think, how they got the result in the first leg, getting it to 1-1. So, yeah, I mean, that's up in the air. Um, Juventus is the better team, but Villarreal, if they can have a team you know, effort that they come together and work hard, um, there's every chance they have to beat Juventus at home. Um, so we'll see. Um, the other matchup we're looking at is Ajax and Benfica. Um, Ajax is a great team. We know that Sebastian Allaire is still, I think, mm-hmm. leading the Golden Boot Race in the Champions League. It's crazy. Um, and they've always been that squad historically that they've always been young. They've had great prospects coming through the academy. We're scouting them and bringing them into the team. Um, but what other guys are on Ajax that we should be looking at? Um, like you said, they're just filled with young talent. That's what they're known for, just – churning and churning out young players um, but they have some older guys too they have the veteran presence of daily blend um, Tadic and Tagliafico um, but Benfica aren't without their veterans as well they have old Jan Vertonghen which you know very yeah, well I love and <laughs> Nicholas Otamendi uh, from Man City so they're holding it down in the back I'm not really sure how this would, one will end up. You know, it could be one of those crazy games that ends 3 nothing and no one saw it coming. It could be, you know, 3-3. Three, three. It could just be crazy. Um, I'm really not sure. I'll guess Ajax to win, but I couldn't even give you a score prediction, to be honest. Well, I think the game is in Amsterdam, and we know anything can happen in Amsterdam. We've seen mm-hmm. the negative side for Ajax when Tottenham came there with some magic of their own, but... I mean, they beat big teams like Real Madrid there before. So really, if it's that home field advantage, Ajax, I think, will advance the next round, especially if Allaire can find some more goals in his mm-hmm. pocket. Um, we have Man U coming off a big win in the weekend. And Atletico, their game finished 1-1 and leg one. Um, Man U might be carrying some momentum in from the last weekend, right? Yeah, I really think they will be. 
Um, Ralph Ragnick, their head coach, has spoke very positively this week. Um, you know, they got Pogba back. I don't know what's what's happening with Bruno. I haven't really followed that whole situation. But Cristiano, you know, he loves the Champions League. Um, coming off of a hat trick, you know, his confidence, even though he doesn't need it, his confidence is, are, is just skyrocketing. <laughs> um, so I really like Man U in this game, but Diego Simeone, the head coach for Atletico Madrid, you know, he's just such a bad guy, isn't he? He's such a villain. Yeah. Um, and every sport needs that. And I, and I love him for that. Um, Atletico Madrid, though, I don't, I just don't know if they'll match up well. They're a great team as well. They're a great team as well. But I'm going to say Man U 2 1. It's in Manchester. Um, what is it? The Stadium of Dreams, is that what they call it? Yep. Um, so Theater of Dreams. Theater of Dreams. There you go. So I think I'll take Man U 2 1. Talking about the villain, let's not forget they also have a vampire and Luis Suarez on Atletico <laughs> Madrid. And this is a team one season ago that won La Liga. And they also, in recent memory, before the lockdown, literally like the week of, they were a team that knocked Liverpool out of the Champions League then. And so they're not a totally different team from then. They're a solid team. I'm picking them. I don't think, man, you have the consistency. And I think, like we said, Diego Simeone will bring Atletico some fierceness, some mm-hmm. some fight, and maybe some villainy to, to beat Man U. So I'm taking them to advance to the next round. Um, despite you know, Man U's success for the weekend, I just don't think they can muster up enough to knock out a team like Atletico. So yeah. that's what I think. I mean, you know what could happen? Harry Maguire own goal. You know, he loves scoring those. So he loves making some <laughs> boneheaded mistakes. Um, the last one, the lineup is Lille versus Chelsea, and I think the biggest storyline from this is can Chelsea even get to the match after all the sanctions and things going on at the club? We heard a quote from Thomas Tuchel during the midweek talking about how if it came down to it, if they can't fly, they'll take a train. If they can't take a train, he'll drive the bus, and. <laughs> I love hearing that from him. He's taking a little bit of a kind of a weird situation, trying to make light of it. I appreciate the humor in him, mm-hmm. but being two up on Lil is just such a huge advantage for a team that even despite everything going on, I think this one's in the bag for them. Yeah, they're handling the whole situation really well. You mentioned Tuchel. He's been questioned a lot about it, and he's handled it with class. Um, you know, they're in a hard position. They're in a hard situation. Um, Lil is a good team. But Chelsea is way is way better. I mean, with the form Kai Havertz is, you know, he's playing with so much swagger right now. Yeah, he is. Um, Chelsea Even could the man that they looked like they were buying. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's back to that form. It seems Christian Pulisic is back, um, and Mason Mount's always really solid. Their whole team is good. They're just so mm-hmm. good, and they've they've caught some really good form recently. So I see them just putting it away. I hope it doesn't get ugly, but it could. Unfortunately, um, I'll say three one Chelsea. Three one, yeah. I assume they they want to you know kind of step on the head of the snake, put it yeah. to bed, and finish this thing off, and so they can move on to the next round and focus on everything else going on in their team right now um, with the club. But um, that's in Champions League, a little bit less of a big focus, not quite there, and we still have a couple weeks left in the Premier League. Um, but we had some results in the weekend uh, that we want to talk about. Um, we had Brighton and Liverpool. We talked about that one being a really big game that Brighton might have had a chance to upset Liverpool, maybe get a result, maybe like a draw. Um, but the end score, not to their liking, as Liverpool finished them off 2-0. Uh, 
Uh, any big highlights or anything you want to note from that one? No. Um, the January signing, I think it's January signing, Luis Diaz yeah. um, scored. He's been looking really great. With um, they, they haven't been playing Firmino or Jota up there. They've just sort of been playing Salah, Mane, and Luis Diaz, which is they look really good. So and good for a him. Great finish he had too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, he took a he took a kick to the chest or the yeah the from the goalkeeper. Like, that was not, which the keeper might have even got away with a red there. So, yeah, um, a I, I don't know how he did it with the header, but yeah, the keeper only with a yellow. That was weird, but huh, whatever. And then. Mohamed Salah doing what he does best, scoring penalties, um, you know, just puts it away. So two nothing. I don't know if Brighton ever really looked like they were gonna do much in the game, mm-hmm. um, but Liverpool, you know, keeping it close with Man City, um, which I, that's the that's the next topic, huh? Yeah, Crystal Palace fought till the bitter end in a draw against Manchester City. I mean, City peppered their goal. I mean, for mm-hmm. ninety minutes, like so many opportunities. I can't tell you how many there were, but they just could not find the finishing touch in front of goal. I mean, the likes of Bernardo coming so close, it seemed like a handful of times. De Bruyne mm-hmm. hitting the post. I think uh, Jack Grealish had a couple chances that were just right there. Some sitters that, you know, there's one touch away from putting this game away. It could have been 6-0 if they just had that finishing touch today. Um, Palace had a late opportunity of their own. Connor Gallagher, kind of a half chance with Ederson away from his line and had to put that one over the goal in the 90th, like, third minute it was. So, mm-hmm. Talking about Liverpool and Man City, this is a huge result as only a point for Man City brings the the difference to four points in that title race. So Liverpool probably licking their chops right now, seeing that you know Man City might have a couple of games where they could see some more points dropping and Liverpool can pick up some of their own. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think Liverpool still has a game in hand. So mm. that gap could be one point when they make that game up. So I look... I, I really thought City was going to take it to Crystal Palace just because they know how essential this game is. And usually when they get to this late in the season, they just turn it on, right? Right. They just shift it into a different gear and then it's business. Um, they didn't. They didn't. And, I, you know, they dominated, we can say, right? I think it's pretty safe to say Man City dominated the game, um, dominated the chances. Um, Jack Grealish played well. Um and set up, I think it was Silva, like right in front of the goal, just missed it. Laporte had a late one that he just missed the header. Like, yeah, they just weren't a hundred percent on. Um, and Crystal Palace is good enough where they can defend well. They can hit you on a counter with the likes of Zaha and Connor Gallagher and others. Like they, they, they had a good game um, for what it was. And like you said, they could have, they were really close at the very end with stealing all three points, but um, not to be today. And uh, it was zero, zero. Yeah. So huge in the title race. Um, but the game of the week for us that we picked was the Manchester United Tottenham game. And going in, we knew this was going to be a battle of two topsy turvy teams, you know, both trying to find their form, fighting for that top four race. But, you know, the man happened. The greatest of all time happened. Mm-hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo said, this is my field. I'm going to take over and came up with the hat trick in that game. What I mean, what is there to say, man? The lights are brightest and they need some form or they need something. He he pulls it out, doesn't he? And they were all good goals. It, that's a Ronaldo hat trick for you. Um, the game was, I think, what we expected it to be. 
sloppy but entertaining it wasn't super sloppy but sloppy enough entertaining some some good skill here and there um you probably have more emotions tied to it than i did but i i I enjoyed it i really enjoyed watching it on my couch um yeah it was tough it was tough i mean i know as a tottenham fan it's just like little things you know you it's the leg sticking out on the second goal for ronaldo where I think it was Matic just put a ball over the de- defense and he just slides in, puts it away past Lloris. Or the first goal, which is just a beauty from outside the box, probably 25 yards, and just bangs it in the top left corner. I mean, no one's stopping that goal. So you got you to gotta just appreciate it, take it off the chin, but you move on as a team. It looked like you know Tom sort of responded, getting the penalty. Um, looked like they were staying in the game. Second goal happens, whatever. Then you get the equalizer with the own goal off Harry Maguire. The emotion was there. It was raw. Um, but just the third goal off the corner, Ronaldo doing what he does best and using his head. So, you know, it was exactly what you said, you know, Ronaldo getting the goals that he knew he was capable of doing and really silencing the naysayers for Mm -hmm. such a long part of the season. People have been criticizing him, you know, saying he's not doing enough for the team. There was even just the week before of him being left out of the Manchester Derby. You know, he was in Portugal. Is that some rough patch, but really, he just showed his quality despite even being 37 that he is still one of the best players in the world and still capable of producing on the biggest stage. So I think, you know, I never personally doubted him. I think he's the best for a reason. It's just these naysayers, these people that want to stir the pot that, you know, want to get some headlines, maybe talking some trash, trying to, you know, bring him down. But there's a reason why, man, you brought him in. And there's a reason why he's now got 12 goals in the premier league. I mean, no one's catching up to Salah. You know, he's already above 20, but Ronaldo has shown that he belongs in that uh, golden boot. You know, it's a race, but he's in the top three for sure for a reason. Mm. Um, I mean, it was also just so hard, as like you said, a Tottenham fan. We just needed a result. We just needed at least a draw. And that's what was so hard at the end, seeing the header in like the 84th minute from Ronaldo. This was a team that just needed a result direly. Um, because we have a big game coming up, but we're not even playing in the week that we'll talk about in a second between Arsenal and Liverpool. It's like you can see Liverpool beating Arsenal potentially, and that'd be huge for Tottenham to just at least get a point to stay within arm's reach. And they're still they're still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still some time for them to find a way in the top four, um, but that just did not help their case and will definitely leave a dent in the bus that's trying to make it into the Champions League next season. But <laughs> Ronaldo stealing the show as always and what he does best. Um, Leeds, they had a great game that came down to the end. Um, they got a last minute goal. I think it was like the 86th minute. Um, just found their way into the back line. Um, just dinked it to the center of the goal. I think it was a defender put it away. Um, not positive, but, uh, Jesse Marsh getting his first win as Leeds United coach. Yeah, I think it's, his name is Gerhalter. I think he came up through Academy. So he's a, he's a winger striker. You know how they how they do um it feels like everybody plays every position um but yeah jesse marsh getting his first win um i won't and call you saw it the emotion from him i mean he yeah. was like on the field like yeah like jumping around <laughs> yeah and that's so great see how much it meant to him and hopefully the leeds fans you know love him and take him in um because he's going to give his all for them because uh, mm-hmm. it's a big job he knows what he's doing um and he knows what leeds is about so yeah, good for them. They win. Um, you know, try to stretch that that gap between the bottom three. 
or the the relegation battle. Um, yeah, good for them. But Everton, they still look bad. <laughs> it's tough, man. They still look I guess bad. The biggest, the biggest talking point, obviously, relegation is on the mind. But is it Frank Lampard? Is it his? Is it his fault? Is it really his team? Can he do much about it? And you know, if it's gonna see them go down into the championship, will he even make it to next season? Which that's a hard that's a hard conversation to have as a team that just brought him in brought him in with high confidence. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely tough. And like we said before, they just have way too many players on way too high of wages. They're good players. Like they they should not be down there. They should not. So don't get it twisted for one minute. They should not be down there. Um, Lampard is he the guy to keep him up? <sighs> I your guess is as good as mine. Hmm. Um, but I, we will see. Again, it's just one of those. We're getting to the very end of the season, as English people say, uh, squeaky bum time. It's one of my favorite <laughs> sayings. Um, That's a new one for me. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, you know, we'll leave that be. Burnley is still Burnley. Great in defense, uh, sort of, and really don't offer anything going forward. Their game was pretty open ish like it's pretty fair playing brentford this weekend but ultimately lose i think it's two nothing um so they're still down there fighting in the mix and then watford won two one against um southampton so i wanted to mention that because that's big we were talking about last week watford's down and out i still think they will go down but man if they keep picking up points you just never know you never know you never know these teams can beat up on each other and find a way out and dig them out, digging themselves out of a hole. And even about the Brentford game between Burnley, um, we saw Christian Eriksen, the guy who literally mm-hmm. had a cardiac arrest event at the Euros in 2021, where seeing him on the pitch again is just a miracle in itself. And to see him perform at a high level, the perfect left-footed assist into the box um, was so good. And then him involved in the second goal, which led to a penalty, but the assist he would have had if he had not been fouled in the box, Ivan Tony. Um, leading to that goal number two in the penalty spot. But um, good to see him back performing and making a big impact on Brentford's season, who also is looking to stay up and stay in the Premier League. So mm-hmm. lots of, you know, those lower teams still have things that we're watching out for and want to see, um, you know, some good results out of them. Um, but the big matchups on the week, um, we'll have one near the top and one near the bottom. Um, Arsenal and Liverpool, that's a really big matchup. Um, Liverpool still trying to inch their way up closer to Man City, coming within reach of four points now. If you do, um, as you said, if they still have that game in hand, this is a huge matchup. They can get the win. And for Arsenal, I mean, they looked really good over the weekend, getting another win. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth is still potentially theirs. I think Man U, it was up there temporarily, but now Arsenal's back in control of the fourth spot again. Mm-hmm. Um, but huge ramifications, isn't it? Yeah, like you just laid out. Arsenal is probably playing the best soccer they've played in years. It's just so consistent. Yeah. They're solid everywhere, it seems. And again, Liverpool. I mean, is there anything else we need to say about that? Um I think injuries might play play a factor. I've heard of a couple, but you know, they both of these teams have enough players, enough good players that they can fill the gaps where, where need be um, massive game 
massive game. I don't, I don't even know if I could give a prediction. I, I think it could be a tie. I, I think it really could. And I think Mikel mm. Arteta would take that. I think Man City would love that. Um, but we'll see. What do you think? Well, I know I'm a huge Liverpool fan um, as of right now for this game. Um, <laughs> any way I can see Arsenal drop points, any way I can hopefully see Man U drop points and see West Ham drop points, of which Tottenham coming up on the week has a huge game <laughs> against West Ham. Um, let's see. Who else am I a fan of or not a fan of? I'm missing one somewhere. I'm sure Wolves I want to continue to see fall. Any way to help Tottenham into that four spot, I need. So Liverpool, all my Liverpool friends out there, I'm right there with you. I'll mm. put on a Liverpool jersey if I can find one. <laughs> You'll I, never I walk I alone. Gave, I think I just gave it away, actually, to my brother. No. Uh, Luke. Um, he's a Liverpool fan. I felt pretty good about giving it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. You know, Saka just looks so good on the wing for Arsenal. Um, I think Lacazette scored a penalty for them. He's finally back on the score sheet. I think ending his longest scoring job, it was like nine games he hadn't scored, bringing his tally to four on the season, I believe. Um, and their defense looks so, pretty good. Yeah, I think Ben White had a really good defensive save the other day. Um, Aaron Ramsdale is just a really good keeper. So it's just so unfortunate that Arsenal's good this season. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they are going to have a battle. You know, They're going to have to battle for every moment on that pitch on uh, the weekend against Liverpool because Liverpool is going to look to control it. Um, it'll be a really good matchup to see. Um, on a bit of the other end of the spectrum, talking about Everton, and their battle to stay up. They're taking on a hot Newcastle team. And what do you think might happen on the this matchup? Yeah, I um, Newcastle, they've solidified. They've gotten a lot better um, over the, the last couple of weeks, like I mentioned in the previous podcast. Um, I... It's not good for Everton. I'll say that, yeah. but but Everton will be looking at this game. You know, Frank Lampard will be looking at this game, saying, "Hey, we need these points. You know, we cannot lose. We cannot lose this game. Let's 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 tie at least. Yeah, no, it'll be at um, Goodison Park. So they're going to be going for a win. Like they they need to win this game. I think mm-hmm. I wouldn't say must win, but they they need to sort of turn this turn the ship around." Um, Newcastle, like I said, they solidified playing consistently for the first time in a long time. They're going to be hard to beat though. They're going to be really hard to beat. So I think it'll be a good one. Um, I'll, I'll say an Everton win, mm. yeah, but I don't have anything to base it off of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had the talent to do it. They earlier in the season, if anyone had looked at this matchup, you would have told us, you know, Everton will handle Newcastle pretty easily. So that might be it. They might just need to, you know, look at some old form and um, just find some of that magic in a team that's, you know, probably one of the hottest teams right now in the Premier League out of Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we always do, going from the Premier League to our second favorite league, Major League Soccer, um, we'll take a quick look on our Fast Five review. Um, these are the matchups that we looked at over the weekend and said, these will be the results from them and giving our best shots at it. So Brandon and I both, as we looked at the NYCFC Montreal game, thought uh, NYC would take the victory. Uh, they got it 4-1. to one. Mm. Um, I think this was a game that, <laughs> despite the result, might have been overshadowed by their itsy-bitsy <laughs> tiny banner 
um, in Yankee Stadium for winning MLS Cup. I mean, this thing is laughable. It's embarrassing. Like, it literally looks like they went to their local print shop and said, hey, uh, this is last minute, but could you guys come up with a cool banner for us? And the guy was <laughs> like, how big do you want it? The guy's like, well, I don't know. What's, like, the smallest one you can do with it out looking too bad? And it just looks like a 10-year-old came up with it. So embarrassing uh, for them. It's just really, I think, putting, like, the final nail in the coffin for them that they need their own stadium and they need to get the heck out of Yankee Stadium. Yeah, it's just embarrassing. If you haven't seen it, just please look it up. And I'm all for supporting your local businesses, local print shops, whatever it is. <laughs> but not for this. Not for something like Man. this. It's absolutely embarrassing. Um, if I was this <laughs> NYCFC fan... I mean, I don't know what I would do. Like that's they could have say face like not even do that. Just put it on the billboard, like the big video screen, and just yeah. say face and just have that up for like ten minutes, and all the fans would be fine. But to do that really was just more embarrassing than anything else. No, it wasn't <laughs> even a real banner, you know. It's just a like plastic uh, thing they zip literally zip tied to like this. Yeah. Oh man, it's so bad. Please go look yeah. it up right now if you have the chance. Yeah, um, NYCFC fans, I hope you guys get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> just to be honest good lord they need it we all need uh, it yeah we all do uh the second one we looked at was seattle versus la galaxy b you got this one right i did i really thought seattle even though they hadn't won yet in the mls was going to have a good game i think we both said it was going to be a pretty good one um i think you said tie maybe i that right. yeah. i um i said seattle would win it um, and like we said, it was really, really entertaining. Great game. Um, LA Galaxy falls short, but they still, again, had a good game. Um, Chicharito scored, and the new signing, Douglas Costa, scored. So good for them. You know, they're scoring goals. They're looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, but even better for Seattle getting their first win. Yep. Uh, the number three on the fast five, we had Colorado at home against Sporting Kansas City. I had hoped Sporting Kansas City could have gotten a win. I told them, I told you guys a 1-0 result was what I saw. Not the case. Colorado took this one 2-0. Brandon, you got that one right. Um, Portland and Austin was the other big game. Uh, I got this one right. Finally mm. one for me uh, with beating you, of course. Uh, Portland <laughs> beat Austin 1-0, cooling them off at home. Uh, big game for them. And the matchup that I was watching, I'm sure you were watching, Atlanta back home against the Newbies. Charlotte and Atlanta it was not pretty but they took care of business beating them 2-1 didn't they yeah Jake Mulraney luck of the Irish um coming in scoring a last minute winner um it was just not clicking for Atlanta United I think we dominated possession um their goalie was amazing on the day I will Mm -hmm. say that good lord he had a great game Uh, but our defense was shaky um, our offense wasn't quite clicking, too much dribbling, not enough passing, not enough movement. It was just maybe they're just out of shape and they're trying to get into that season form. But Yeah, I, I said thanks to you. Yeah. I was just saying how infuriating it was that we weren't moving the ball forward, it felt like. We weren't playing any balls through. Maybe it's the quality isn't there to play a ball over the top. I don't know, but it just felt like we were dribbling it back, you know, recycling the ball and – we got lucky in the end. A little deflection mm-hmm. sent the keeper off of his feet, and the ball went in the back of the net for Mulraney. But you Very know, cool. I expected a bigger result. Um, I was expecting you know more of like a four-one potentially. Um, I'm glad we still got the win in Atlanta, but not they what we were expecting it. from this team. We almost choked it. 
or Charlotte late looked like they were going to take it. Actually, I thought we might mm -hmm. lose this one, but Atlanta pulled out their hat. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me. I won four out of the five. I pred predicted them, not the scores correctly, but the, the games, scores. just the results. So I'll take this week's fast five. Thank you. Thank Look you. Thank you. you. Um, give you. me some love in the comments, please. Um, <laughs> but we have some other highlights from the week that we'll just briefly hit on. Um, you go ahead. You take it. Okay. So Cincinnati finally wins. Um, I think we can all say, wow, good for them. Yeah. Um, the bottom Brandon, dwellers. Yeah. Brandon Vasquez, ex Atlanta United youth prospect, um, scoring think, the brace. I think it was against Miami, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. I think it, or no, was. it was Orlando. It was, it was one Orlando of the city. Yeah. Even better. That's why <laughs> Brendan Vasquez came out. He was Orlando's daddy getting the brace. Oh. Almost a hat trick. That's, <laughs> That's right. great. That's even better. That really is. Um, I remember why I had a good feeling about that one. Oh, yeah. Good for Brandon Vasquez, the youngin. Um, scoring some goals, maybe getting their confidence up, you know, maybe, maybe. they didn't, they didn't let any goals in. I think it was two zero was the final score. So good for them. Um, Real Salt Lake guys go watch the highlights from this game. It was insane. They were playing in a snowstorm, how they were playing, why they were still playing. I don't know. Carlos Hill, the uh, MVP from last year for new England had a amazing rant after the game. Um, so check that out as well. I don't know if you've seen that Cole. I did not catch it. Oh, you have to watch it later. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, New England is winning 2 nothing in the snowstorm. About 20 minutes to go. And Real Salt Lake puts three goals in in the last 20 minutes. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So highly recommend checking that out. The next, the city that I reside in, the Columbus Crew, who is top of the East, went again. Went again. Go. They're two wins, one draw in the season. Um, they're looking pretty solid. I, I said last week I think they might be just end up being mediocre. They still might be, but they look really good right now. And you know who's leading the way? Man, Zellerian is just hot. He <sighs> is hot right now. He's hot. You know, the Columbus MVP? crew are hot. MVP? MVP, I said he's an outside shout. <laughs> he could still be, especially he if might the be the leading candidate. If we're talking early in the season, he might be the man right now. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, Nagby is still the U.S. men's national team best, whatever, six, eight, whatever you want to, wherever you want to play him. He's just so good. Um, but he doesn't play for us. And we'll, we'll have an episode, I'm sure, covering that soon because I think this week or next week they announced the U.S. men's national team roster. So. Mm -hmm. Um, that'll be a fun one. So stay tuned for that. And then lastly, um, LAFC doing what I thought they would do. I think what you also thought they might do, Cole, they're top of the West after game week three, um, and looking good in those new kits, man, man, they are beauties. I, mm -hmm. I, maybe not now, but I do see myself <laughs> down the road, potentially becoming an owner in an LAFC kit. Mm. We'll see. <laughs> um, but we have some more stuff upcoming um, for those that are really some deep divers into MLS and even some European football, some things to keep your eyes on. Um, the CONCACAF Champions League, we got some leg twos. And the Europa League is also this week. Um, 
Brandon, you think MLS teams should probably be fine in these legs. Uh, what else we should be looking at in the Champions League? Yeah, so for the CONCACAF Champions League, which isn't like the the one we talked about earlier, this not is... Not as um, fancy, not as nice. <laughs> yeah. No fans really show up to these games, so this is besides the point. This is North America's version. It's still very exciting. Um, Cruz Azul, which I actually have a kit of theirs. Beautiful kit. Look at you. We, we mentioned that they left the door open for Montreal, so right? By the way, very um, <laughs> uh, left the door open for Montreal, who hasn't been on good form at all, um, to come back in the second leg at home. We will see if that happens. I cannot see it happening. I think Cruz Azul will still handle business, and I think we might want like a, a Mexican team in the semifinals. You know, so yeah. sort of pulling for them in this one. Um, but if Montreal, good for them if, if they come up with something because I think they, they might need it for their season. Yeah, we'll see how they can pull out that one. Um, in Europa League, um, this is such a crazy story that we've seen develop throughout the year, but Barcelona is a team that many thought were in shambles and league play. They've been finding some form, climbing their way back up the table. I think they're maybe up to second or within a point of second in La Liga. Uh, they can take on Galatasaray, who really has been one of Turkey's top teams. I think they are nowhere near the top right now in the Turkish league, somewhere like in 10th or 11th. Um, but they drew uh, in a 0-0 draw last week against Barcelona and have a chance to knock them out of the Europa League, which Xavi has tried his best to turn that ship around in Barcelona, but not getting a result last week has only put them in bigger danger this week. Maybe the fire is starting to spread and this might be the end of their European campaign. Um, but that would be insane to see. Other notable game, I think, that people probably should be watching out for in Europa League, which is West Ham-Sevilla. Sevilla is a team that's been fighting hard in Spain. Um, West Ham, are they going to try and put all their, you know, all their, all their cash? Like, is it going to be in one over here in Europa League? Are they going to try and fight for the fourth spot in the Premier League? Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what they bet on. Um, I think Sevilla has the leg up on that draw, so... I hope, you know, for my sake, playing West Ham on Sunday for Tottenham, I hope that they just have a really bad week. Um, maybe get a little tired on Thursday and don't show up on Sunday. But um, Sevilla's been in some good form, and they might take this one. So that's what we got to watch out for in Europa League. Do you have any other ones to watch out for, think about? Um, what are you thinking? Yeah, Europa League, I hate that we just touch on it because it is pretty fun, and it's a lot of good teams that are off of a lot of people's radars. Mm-hmm. Um I would say watch out for Rangers, but they, they've already really won this this uh, series. They're up 3-0. Yeah. Um, but you have a couple um, really good teams, really historic teams in here. Um, Monaco versus Braga. Monaco is known for turning out talent, sort of like Ajax, but they've hit some rough uh, times in the past couple seasons. Um looking to go further in Europa League. Atalanta and Leverkusen, probably the two mm-hmm. best teams left um, Leon in the Europa Porto. League. Leon and Porto. West Ham's really good. And, I mean, there's just a lot of really solid teams in here. So if you right. can catch any of these games, please, please go check them out. I, um, think, you- I think with Europa League, it's more so the later you get in the tournament. Maybe we're in the round of 16 right now. Maybe once it gets to the quarterfinals, semifinals, that's when these games really start to heat up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you know which um, service they stream on? Yes, all of the Champions League and Europa League, if you're a subscriber, can be found on Paramount+. Plus. Mm. Um, as unfortunate that can be, if you're not a paid subscriber, 
if you are, find your way on um, some, le some legal sites. Yes, legal <laughs> sites. Uh, I don't know anything about illegal sites. Brandon, no. that's more up your alley. No, <laughs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> um, but that's sort of what's happening else in Europe um, in the Europa League. Uh, big news uh, from the weekend. We had the draw for the college basketball March Madness tournament. Um, so we're going to try and churn out an episode if we can with our predictions, um, mm -hmm. with the brackets. You're definitely going to check that one out. Um, but to those of you who maybe listen to the podcast, if you're watching, um, maybe you don't always want to hear about sports. We want to try to give you guys an opportunity to hear about things we enjoy. Um, we're going to try and branch out in the next week or so um, with a gaming podcast, an episode that we'll have a special guest on and kind of talking about the state of gaming, where it's gone, uh, where we think it should be, what's gone wrong, and maybe some ways that we would love to see improvement in the gaming sphere. So if that's something you think would be fun and interesting, we'd love for you to tune in, maybe share um, some thoughts about it in the comments, maybe hit a like on that video when you watch it. Um, Bren, are you going to be a part of that one? Are we going to have you on the show? I think I'll be on that. I won't be able, be able to put as much input in because I don't play a lot of video games. I know you love your video games, and our guest is going to be great to have on. Um, he, we'll call him our, our in-house expert, um, but it's going to be a good one. Yeah, and also as the baseball season approaches, those of you guys who want to know more about the season, what to expect, players to watch for, and all the latest deals as the season approaches, um, we will try to be doing a full season preview in the next couple of weeks where we'll cover the depths of the CBA, our other in-house resident, Stephen, hopefully will help out with that. Um, latest in free agency, and maybe if the Braves will repeat as champions, maybe the New Look Dodgers, if Freddie Freeman signs with them. Um, whatever the season uh, looks like in Major League Baseball, we'll try to give you everything that you need to know about and um, what you might come to expect. Um, but here we are, guys, at the end of another episode. Um, it's been a pleasure again. I'm really enjoying this. Um, we're enjoying having you guys on the podcast. Um, like we always say, this is a pleasure for us to get to do it. Um, it's something that we care about and want to see grow. And if you have made it this far, it's so easy to subscribe if you haven't already. Um, we're really trying to grow this, you know, quickly, but also we're trying to grow it intentionally. So we have a goal to hit 100 subscribers, you know, maybe by the summer. But if it happens sooner than that, we'd really, really appreciate it if you guys started sharing. Maybe some more interaction in the comments section. Just leaving a like is so easy as well. If you didn't like it, maybe leave a dislike. Leave some, uh, some feedback. That's what we really appreciate as well. Uh, but get involved with us as well. Find us on Instagram at the Bad Fan Podcast. We are there. We post some reels, um, some of the highlights from our podcast episodes that um, we put some work into. And we have our link in the bio for all of our links to social media and pages that you need to be looking at. Um, but yeah, thanks again so much for joining us. Um, we're the Bad Fan Podcast. Hope you guys have a great day. I've been Cole Carter. He's been Brandon Paisnick. And we will see you guys in the next one. Peace out, you guys.